and welcome to History Homo's podcast. And we welcome this week from I don't know, I guess from Twitter or something. I've, I've parts I've unknown, forgotten. parts unknown. Rose Pinochet. Hey everyone, how's it going? Yeah, all right. We're, we're going to talk about your General, namesake, the Supreme Leader. Yes, your yes. dad, who you have General. just revealed to. Um, uh, to us that you have a life-size Kramer-style portrait of, yeah. uh, if you recall that episode that- of, of Seinfeld, uh, the Kramer yes. portrait of Pinochet himself directly facing you at your computer desk. Oh, is that, is that, is that Pinochet? Yes, was, yes. I didn't it was Augusto. Was so burly. I thought he was Yeah, he's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah, yeah he, he was a Chad. He was an actual Chad. And, uh, with within all the my iterations of all my Twitter accounts, I have his hat to the right of me. Nice. All right. Yeah. It doesn't really fit over it's headphones, so we hat. understand you're not wearing yeah. it. Um, it's yeah. It, it's probably it would probably be good over headphones because it's so big. Like I actually got his hat to his measurements, and his right. head is like three times bigger than mine. Right. Okay. So I need like a ton. He's of a peanut headed. To- <laughs> no, he's amazing. Big brain. He's a peanut headed. Big brain energy. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was gonna say uh, you're obviously a fan. Um, we. I am a fan. We, I, Which is a, a kind of a right wing meme. Isn't that's it? what a, I was about to launch into. Like that, yeah. yeah. So I recall I was in the first run up to the Trump campaign. I was an early supporter of Trump's. Uh, in the uh, primaries, and um, I was a part of the li- larger liberty movement. And uh, after uh, the book uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe's um, Democracy, the God that Failed, became very popular yeah. in the uh, you know sort of more right wing libertarian scene. And um, mm-hmm. although I don't believe that Hoppe himself ever equivocated as such. Um, the uh, quote about uh, Democrats and communists or uh, there can be no tolerance for Democrats and communists in a libertarian society. And Correct. of course, the also the um, what do you call it? So to speak, the, um, the physical removal passage, um, of course, um, was often invoked in uh, sort of connection to the. Uh, Pinochet regime, which existed from sometime in the 70s until 1990 when he stayed stepped stepped down. Um, and uh, 73, yeah. And so he yeah. sort of became like a meme amongst like a tongue in cheeky sort of edgy uh, libertarian um, oeuvre sort of took on this like admiration for for Pinochet. And um, I never really investigated any further, other than I heard like, "Oh, he killed commies." That's pretty based. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought I was going to like Pinochet. Yeah, but, but then we looked into him. But, yeah, I'm not, we don't I'm like him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, you can. Okay, so here's. Yeah, please lay it so, on me. Please so, give me your. Let's give so, us the pro. All right, so I'd like to discuss a few things with uh before before or i guess the cultural things that you mentioned the um yeah the liberty movement and pinochet but what i really want to know is what sources you guys looked into oh and i'm not trying to be like a brainless source source. (laughs) Uh, again i'm not trying to do that but i am curious because that's actually you know honestly good question such a king 
that's why and and the left and the regime has done everything they could to annihilate him because they did initially back him for sure that's yep Um, doubling down you just asked a good question go ahead william though i think the context the context of why we both got he got both our backs up i mean yeah sure everything we research we're researching from widely available sources that are easy to get yeah and the and like it's built in that we know that everything's biased against right against mm-hmm. whatever we're looking into we're used to that you're not going to hear those but arguments from us <clears throat> now our right. re- it's because of our recent reading that he basically he lo- it looks to me like he's timothy mcveigh <laughs> he is a he, he's he's a fed he's a He's a spook. He's actually my my biggest comparison was and, and like all, all the bad things that it, that he that he does that it, that he's done are now uh, are now being done by the uh, by the security state in in the West. It's just that they say that they're doing it to save democracy, and he was so uh, you know you could give him that. He was just saying yeah, fuck democracy, but. They're doing the same thing. I, I just think it—it it seems to me like that Chilean regime was just like a, a sort of a Zionist CIA puppet, CIA experiment. No, he—he—he—he he, he, he very much hated the Jews. That's okay. the thing. Fair enough. Um, um, so, okay. Well, so, can I just what I, I real quick though? Can I ask a question? Yes, yes, yes. Please yes. indulge me here. Um, what is the difference between Pinochet and Zelensky? Like I Are mean, it's a CIA me? installed a dictator no, um, that no, uh, nope, that nope, westernizes nope. the country from a traditionalist. <laughs> nope. It was nope. a tradition. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know where to begin. Oh my goodness! Like, wow! So just wow! Do you say? <laughs> yes. Um, only because I've had such a rough day, and I'm usually not like this. Can you repeat what you said? You're like, we looked into Pinochet, and I know you said, like, you know, Zionist, Zelensky. I, you know what? Let me just write these things down. I want to get to all of them. But there's something that you said. I would said love that, all my answers questions. Zionist, <laughs> Zelensky. I wish Andy was here to help me because um, there's there's just this oh, breath not. of knowledge that I have. Own. Yeah, I know. I know. After today's day, especially. It's okay. It's okay. I'm used to this. But there was something else you guys said that I'm like, wait a second, what? Um, fuck. Well, I mean, let me go back through our let's go back through our arguments here. So again, you let's go. Let's take a step back. You asked us where we got our information from. Yes, and that's a complicated answer because the history almost process is many pronged. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not. I'm I'm kind of being facetious, but I'm also kind of being serious because what we do is I watch absolutely as much possible information that is available of all orientations. So I watch left wing stuff. I watch stuff that was just admiring um, Pinochet. Mm -hmm. I watch stuff that was sort of taking a clinical hands off approach and a historical approach to it. And um, all I could see throughout all of these renditions was one common theme as this guy basically kissed Henry Kissinger's diminutive Jewish feet. No, that's <laughs> the part you guys fucking missed. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. But let, let me put it another way. What about Allende? What did he? What? 
What did they yes. end up doing? He nationalized the banks. What happened? He threw out the that? bankers, and we're saying that that guy's cringe and Pinochet, who literally took sanctions and had his economy negatively impacted because he wouldn't not support Israel in the face of the 1979 Iran hostage incident. So okay. if you so, recall, there was a 1979 Iran hostage incident and all the OPEC, which is the oil producing uh, countries, they uh, decided that they would cut uh, the amount of fuel that they were going to produce for the West, which includes Chile. And all of the countries that said, fuck Israel, didn't get their mm-hmm. shit fuck pushed in by this. But Pinochet decided that his ally, his greatest ally was more important than his people getting the oil. <laughs> So, um, one thing at a time, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With, we are jumping around right, here. So, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll get to all of this. So, the first thing is um, the Liberty Movement thought that they liked Pinochet, but I, yeah. and let's not conflate Hoppe with libertarianism yeah. because I have a letter from Hoppe, an email where I, I thought that we needed to make the divide between Hoppianism, between Hoppian, Hoppians and Libertarian. Yeah. And Hoppe yeah. said, yes, correct. Because nowadays the conflation of right and left-leaning values yeah. is so blurred because really everyone's a leftist. And unless you really follow O'Sullivan's law, you're kind of fucked as a society. So oh, what's O'Sullivan's law? Explain that to me. I don't oh, know. Unless a society is expressingly right-leaning, oh, it's yeah. going to move to the left see pinochet knew this he understood this and he's like shit i gotta do everything sometimes you have to make nice with the enemy and then kick the enemy out and that's kind of what he did with the jews um so the liberty movement and the libertarians have no fucking idea they're too they're too lost within like their ideas and concepts of consent Pinochet was the man who understood the power process. Unlike Ayanda, he his parents were not like in government. They were not, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, higher up. Pinochet's mom was like a teacher. His dad worked in the army, but very, very low level rankings. I like to say that there's a lot of adjacency between Pinochet and Napoleon because Napoleon had to, I mean, like, look, Napoleon is the Jews hero, by the way, just saying. Yeah. Who's who's hero? (laughs) Napoleon was like considered the hero to the Jews. They actually compared him to the uh, Mosiach. They said he was the Messiah. so, So once again, there's, so, he hated the Jews. Napoleon he, did? He gave, yes, he did. He no. gave them a little land. Yes, he did. He gave them a little bit of land. He said, we want you out of the banks. And they did to him what they did to Hitler in a similar fashion of what happened to Pinochet. That's the part that everyone misses because it's like esoteric of esoteric facts, which really, really bothers me. And everything is just so buried well, within the narrative why that though? we have to say we don't have any right-leaning leaders. Ah, Timothy McVeigh. That was the comment I wanted to come back to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Timothy McVeigh, right? yes. Timothy McVeigh was not a bad person. And he was very Was he much bad like, when he was having gay sex? <laughs> he listen, had gay sex. Listen, listen, ev- like... I'm going to say everything is MK Ultra, right? Yeah, definitely. And the right like the government goes through extreme lengths to make sure that their plans aren't foiled and they have something to 
you know, to absolutely um, bury the guilty party. They did that with Ted, right, with Uncle Ted. They did that with Uncle A. They did that with Pinochet. They, you know, they they tried to do that with um, Napoleon, right? There was a lot of adjacency between Kaiser Wilhelm, Napoleon, Adolf, right? Anytime any regime goes to the right, the Jews, but, the wait, propaganda wait, wait, wait. Slow machine, find a way. Napoleon was definitely a step left. Napoleon actually created what the liberal world order, actually. He went around Europe, and in his wake, each country, not only did it each... Co- you're, you're, I'm sorry, you're wrong about this. Go on, <laughs> just Google Napoleon Jews, and the Jews will say that he they love him. He is potentially their messiah at one point during the 1800s. There was much discussion... <laughs> He gave them he gave them a space, but that's because he said he gave them the bank. He gave them the French National Bank. No, because he was going to make his own bank to kick them out. He said he did. He He gave it to the Jews. No, he didn't. He's like, you're going to have your shit and we're going to have our. You can look it up, too. I'll send you shit. That's this is what drives me nuts. That's why I use the parallels of what happened in Germany, right, with Adolf, is what happened with Napoleon. The Jews hated it because they're like, okay, well, you know, you're giving us free reign and we'll do whatever we want. But the second that, you know, you try to take power and create some sort of nationalism, it's over for you. And that's why he was seen as like a, you know, power hungry asshole when he wasn't. He was. He, he was a Francophile. He loved his country. He loved France. He wasn't he, he wasn't French himself. He knew what must be done, <clears throat> to quote Hoppe. Um, that's th- so. So this is like very strange because I've never this is like met a, anyone literally a historical retelling of events. Like no. literally, he was no. the biggest friend of the Jews in history. Practically, no, no. There's so many in his wake so across YouTube Europe. Videos. Each country, um, what's the word do they call it, William? When they uh, emancipated oh, yeah. the Jews in every country that he conquered, as he entered the like Austria, emancipated the Jews when he beat Austria, um, Germany. Actually, I don't think it was Prussia. Sorry, yes, Prussia emancipated the Jews in the wake of Napoleon. It's a fact. Um, this is literally not a debatable there, thing. Yes, it is. Because there's so many videos. It, you, so many uh, videos on BitChute. <laughs> there's so many videos. There's so many books. There's so many people who, who say... So Napoleon many people. Who are these people? Who say that Napoleon carved out a space for the Jews to kind of create a separate society because he knew that they were a problem. He used them to get to one end to another, but then he said, no, we have to push you away. Thermidor was a result of the Jews and Napoleon hated Thermidor. That's not what he stood for. Now, if you want to make the argument that Napoleon was liberal because revolutions are, um, are pretty much the workings of a leftist regime, I can entertain that. But what he saw was the degradation of the monarchy as part of the Jews. The reason why, right, all the Louis uh, from the 13th, 14th to the 16th fell because they went greater, like they were in debt. Um, They had to serve the Jews, right? Like there's the thing that you have to follow I guess you have to pay off your warlords, right? You have to pay off your criminals to kind of do what you have to do. 
Napoleon tried to appease them because he knew he couldn't fight a war, not just on two fronts, but now you're trying to do a socio-political front too? Okay. No. All right. Go off, I guess. I mean, I just, this is not true. None of this is factual. Yes. Yes, it is. It's not. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. You're wrong. No. There's not a, no, you can't argue no, with me. It's no. wrong. Look it up. <laughs> I, I, that's the greatest lawbird opinion. That's I'm not a lawbird. That's like the most insane I, thing. You obviously don't listen to the show. Why did you come on the show? Well, um, how long have you been working for the federal government? I'm going to ask you the same thing. I would love. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, um, I'm just fucking around. How long have you been hitting your wife, William? Um, <laughs> I've never done that. Nor have I. Um, but uh, anyway, so I, I just I don't know how we could continue this conversation if you're just say things that aren't true, and um, as the and and then be like no about when I when I, when I say that they're not. Well, well, here's the thing: is Napoleon viewed as everything true? You know what? Everything truly is MK Ultra. I am looking into the eyes of MK Ultra right now. What? <laughs> Whose eyes are you looking at? The is two of you, mirror? both of you guys, myself as well. Yeah, <laughs> I got all three of why, us on the screen. Why don't we go oh. through the the history of what went on in that? Uh, I suppose, uh, yeah. Um, in Chile, and see if we can agree on that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Salvador Allende had been uh, a left-wing um, socialist, sort of uh, analogous to like a Bernie Sanders, I suppose. Um, Great analogy. Uh, and not so not very far left, certainly not a Marxist. In fact, uh, you can make the case that he was keeping the Marxists at bay. Um, but yeah, there's lots of sources say he wasn't Marxist. I mean, they're, 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 and there are different angles on it. Sure. Like according to the BBC in the in the like ninety oh early two thousands or whatever that that they they definitely thought Allende was a Marxist and they thought that uh, Pinochet's uh, economic miracle was definitely real and all that. Right. Which, yeah. You know, he 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 was once upon a time described as the first Marxist to be elected president in Latin America. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that, yeah. Well, the first first Marxist to be elected president anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Elected. The the thing that strikes me about it, though, is is you go further back, right right back to the beginning of the 20th century, Mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of this stuff this Pinochet-style repression and all that had been going on anyway in in, in Chile. And a lot of this socialistic Allende-type t- stuff had been going on in Chile as well. And it's just, when it comes to the Allende versus Pinochet thing, then it suddenly seems like, oh, the, the globalists have decided that it matters now, and now we're going to have to do something about it. Mm. Right. And, and that right. always strikes me as, like... You know, why, why did the CIA decide it had to get involved in this? But I, I just think putting myself in the CIA's shoes, sure. they just thought, well, now we can do something about it. We can use this yeah. as a laboratory for this new Chicago school economic theory. Let's impose Plus MK that Ultra, here. definitely yeah. some OK Ultra stuff you know, going like, on there. Like, if you look at the, the Chilean military, I, I kept thinking about the Pakistani military and how, like, hmm. 
what what's just happened to Imran Khan basically happened to Allende. You know, because like the 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 US has so much influence on the Pakistani military that the the rest of the executive is powerless to control it. And that's basically what that's how they do coups, isn't it? By having the military yeah. on their side already. The military's bought and paid for. And the bigger military you've got, the more vulnerable to American influence. That's a nice word for it. Yeah. Yeah, you are. So so here's here's the thing, right? I like to go through process, understand process. And when you start looking at a process, right? And if there are repetitions within, right, let's say the rubric, you know that these repetitions are not randomized. They are, in fact, created by whoever is controlling the rubric, right? Pinochet, Napoleon, they weren't, I mean, they were born into upper class families, but, or working upper class, but not upper class as in aristocracy, nobility, right? Or the equivalent, right? Salvador's family was. In fact, um, his granddaughter, Isabella, was mm-hmm. was a, a congress, I don't know, like a councilwoman, whatever they call it, um, over in, in Chile. Yeah. And she's, quote unquote, promoting his legacy. Yeah. Right. WEF sponsored opinions will often favor right their champion. There's a reason why the Timothy, the Timothy McVeigh story, right? The Uncle Ted story, right? The Pinochet story, um, you know, and on the same vein, the Napoleon story, right? The Uncle A story are seen through a negative lens. Because the second there is a deviation from the norm, from what is socially acceptable by these people, that's when they say, I'm going to put a stop to it. Right. Pinochet saw this and he and he warned um, uh, Jorge uh, Vidalia, Vidalia, right, um, from Argentina. He's got some good audience. And he said, and he said, right, I love those. That's what I think of. He goes, Henry Kissinger will fuck you up if you do not steer clear. He saw what, I guess, he wanted to kind of create like a nationalistic circle within Latin America. And he tried to go through what we consider dictators and he tried to create alliances. And that's why when Kissinger fell into favor with Jorge, um, Augusto's like, I can't really hang out with you because I think you're too compromised. Their friendship took a hit. It took a hit particularly because Kissinger, the CIA, and Pinochet wanted to remove himself from that. Yeah. He I mean, understood I, He understood I, what it meant to be part of the pay-to-play model, and he goes, I'm not playing. When you see communism ravage your country, and we've seen this right throughout Africa, we've seen this throughout Russia, the Soviet uh, Union. Africa has no me. ideology. They're not high IQ enough to. No, of course not. But they were. That's why they were ravaged by communism. Unfortunately, it, it was so easy for them. Well, okay, let me just pause you real quick. See, so let, let, let me just let me. I, you, I, I just want to get one little word in edgewise. Um, so you, I agree with you in general that the typical the way that these sort of stories play out arcs narratives if you will often yeah. is that um is that it will start out someone is everyone's like like for instance hitler on the front of time magazine man of the year um yeah. everybody loved him mussolini everyone loved him um 
uh, and then as soon as they start doing something that the establishment and the media emphasis there um, doesn't like, they start to change. And then his history books will then lead to say, oh, we never liked that guy, blah, 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 blah. He sucks. Yeah. I get that. And I understand why you're coming from when you say this about Pinochet. If that's the case, why at his very last moment where people like um, Margaret Thatcher sticking their neck out for him, if he was already X'd, in your opinion? So you're saying he was X'd all the way back when he started doing actually legitimately nationalist things, which I assume mm-hmm. would have to be in the 80s, 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. I mean, so he started I, being... Uh, yeah, late 80s. Okay, so I, late I, I, 80s. Think, the late 80s. I think I might be able to see a, a bit of a middle ground here. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm just thinking it's odd but, if he's been X'd now by the yeah. by the peep, the powers that be, uh, if people like Margaret Thatcher are sticking and and uh, what's his I name? Had also uh, been X'd by that point as well. By the way, true. But also, what's the other guy's name? Uh, the fucking guy who just came back. Um, the uh, Bush era, your guy PM Bush era. What was his name? Blair. Blair. Tony Blair stuck his neck out Blair, front too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Well, so, that's kind of okay. uh, inco- it's uh, incongruous, I would say, to to your overall narrative, I would say. No. So I will say this. There is this great book by Taylor. Um, Jared. It was written. No, no. Uh, he. It was written before. Oh, my God. 43. I, I can't remember. Um, anyway, he kind of detailed what was going on in Germany and in the world pre-World War II. Right. Because once Israel became a nation, the world started, like history began in sure. in, um, Correct. Right, in 43 after Israel got established. That's 47. So many journalists, so many publishers, publicists. The authors, war wasn't even over in 45, right. 43. Right, right. Well, that's when we started kind of like getting most of this propaganda, blah, 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 right? And starting to put the mark on of poor Israel and everyone else's evil. When Hitler got his um, Time magazine covered, do you remember what year that was? 38. Right. That makes more sense because at that point, people still weren't super swayed by the propaganda machine. You still had a lot of I don't know, let's call them agorists. They were called uber socialists where they just wanted to be left alone. They didn't really pay attention to the media, but they would often purchase Time Magazine or a newspaper to know what's going on in the world. Time Magazine CIA front, by the way. Of course it is. But was it always? Henry Booth Luce. Right. The point is... Everything started getting acquired in the mid 40s and started changing the narrative. I will also say that I don't know if you've heard the theory, if you think the theory is bogus, I subscribe to it, that there wasn't one Hitler, that the original Hitler was absolutely taken out and replaced with a different one. And um, a lot of the nice one. (laughs) Right. 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 One. Right, one that was favorable to the writer. Right. (laughs) He was always an animal lover. He was tall, and that's why the dolls were so tall. Yeah, so true, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They had free power. The the Hindenburg charged at the top of the Empire State Building. (laughs) (laughs) What a reality to put that into 2023, about to be 24. No, that's hysterical. 
but the point is we have completely wiped out a lot of the text um right before the early 40s and kind of replaced it with the rhetoric as is when sure. someone says you know rose can you recommend pinochet books um i can't even like you can't go on amazon in fact i often recommend like this one spanish book because guess what? You can't read anything in today's context about Pinochet that is favorable to him and paints him in not even a good light, in a neutral light, mm -hmm. right? Getting and obtaining letters that he wrote is literally impossible. Yeah. I... I was very lucky to come across one of those books. Again, like I, we used to live in a world where, you know, bookshops had all sorts of, you know, primary sources. We didn't just retell history. The problem with history nowadays, everything is a retelling of a retelling and nobody reads the actual text. They go off of memes. Yes, it's an epistemological problem uh, with Wikipedia that uh, they uh, do not accept firsthand uh, scholarship, meaning you can't just go onto the page of uh, about Augusto Pinochet and type in verbatim something that a book that is favorable of him says. You have to use what is called secondhand notation, which means you have to reference a scholarly article that discusses a book about him in order. And this is how they gatekeep any real information, or not just him. I mean, this is literally every topic imaginable on Wikipedia. And this is a major well, problem, epistemological problem with the uh, Wikipedia framework plus they will just decide oh you can't have a, a there is no larry king larry who? larry e king yeah who's yeah. that yeah he's good at singing that's funny. we'll say and that it, look here's my here's my proposal for a, a bit of a middle ground sure okay i i think i mean it's clear that the it was a cia color revolution type yes. deal that went down but it's uh, it could uh, you could argue that maybe it, Pinochet was a Johnny Cun lately to said revolution and seized power for himself, set up his own secret. That police. is that is a bit a bit of the narrative, yeah. And so so maybe maybe both things are true. Maybe Pinochet was Chadley and was and was trying to. Uh, I'm not making a personal um, condemnation yeah, of the guy's personality or anything. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Maybe he's. He, Secretly based, yeah. Maybe he saw that, that. Well, okay, this coup's happening now. I'm going to be on the right side of it. Sure. He might just come out holding the wolf by the ears. Worth and, mentioning, uh, uh, William, that uh, that you're right. He was sort of a come from behind uh, mm -hmm. choice for the uh, for the, the, yeah, the he, would, he was not supposed yeah, to be he, he and was, partially he was because not the first choice yeah. he wasn't the first choice, and they ended up deciding him because deciding on and he wasn't him involved in it until day of, was he either? Yes, but I was going to say the reason yeah. why he ended up in that position was because the CIA decided to go with him on the fact that uh, Allende thought he was going to be the one general. Yeah, <laughs> to have his back. <laughs> yeah, because he was a pro. I mean, uh, like, obviously, none of the sources I've looked at have enunciated this, but I get the feeling that it's 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 possible that he was just a like a pro, a patriotic pro. Oh soldier. yeah, mm -hmm. by all accounts, uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. it's and, definitely and that, a. Like, and that, like, that's why 
up to the point where it was inevitable he could be trusted. And then after that, he thought, well, this is absolutely... You know, I know what's going to happen next. This is going to be fucking terrible. I've got to take over sort of thing and manage and manage to actually do it. So, you know, you, you could... All his actions could certainly have been done with goodwill. But at the same time, it doesn't alter the fact that the whole thing was... Create, you know, the whole like event was sponsored by the CIA, yeah. and the the idea of it was to bring in this sort of Milton Friedman economic revolution into, and use the entire country as a laboratory yeah. for various but different I, CIA I, I, experiments. I also think it's extremely ridiculous for them to sort of tar Pinochet with this. He oh. was he was so incredibly brutal because agree, the, like he didn't do anything that Clinton, Obama, and the Bushes didn't do didn't themselves. Do. Except they just did it in the name of democracy. And right. It's kind of... So, well, I mean, he, they did it secretly in Chile as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, well what, what they say is, oh, look, you know, there's so many unmarked bodies, right? What does that sound like? Yeah, yeah, Oh, no, my I God. I agree with you on million, that. It sounds fake, I know. Right? That was but my so, first So thought. here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, right? When you perform an effigy, right, or you kill someone as an effigy, you yeah. kind of warn everyone to not fuck with you. Why he did that, it's not like he said, oh, let me be the cruelest tyrant. That just wasn't him. He didn't want power. You know, he was he was like a wallflower, right? Because he's like, I'm gonna, he was, he, he had like a very military mindset. You know, I'm not gonna step out of line. I'm gonna follow my rank. I'm gonna do things by the book, right? He was one of those people, unlike Napoleon. That's where they differ. However, when he had to stand up and say, I'm going to control this, I'm going to take the reins, everyone sit the hell down, everyone did because he knew what he was doing. He was smart, yeah. he was calculating, and he understood the process. Right? Another thing so, that's, that's not mm -hmm. spoken about in, in the discourse is how he actually managed to neutralize all the other political forces that yeah. were on his side, like right. how he came out on top True. against all the other generals. And that's what that secret police was clearly there for wasn't Dina. it, it was like yeah he right they, that was there to keep the other right-wing chads down <laughs> right. you know. and allende was very close to israel i think like when he was killed his death was condemned um by Oh my God! Who was who was the Israeli Prime Minister at the time? Well, consider and the fact that that was a left wing. The Israel government at the time was started by and conducted by. It's probably Ben Gurion, I want to guess, but uh, no, it couldn't have been Ben Gurion. He was gone by then. Uh, no. Golda Meir. Um, but uh, yes, and, yes, yes. Golda, and yes. Uh, at any rate, they were left wing socialists. Like the 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 terrorists that started Israel were left wing mm -hmm. socialists. Right. So it makes sense that just in an ideological level that they would. I was also worth mentioning that his um, second in command guy um i was watching a democracy now interview with um his second in command who's has no accent by the way um and he is his name was something goldstein <laughs> I, no i i know of a general share right who was a very oh, i'm talking about allende's allende's right hand man oh, okay allende's right hand yeah. man is a it was a jewish guy named goldstein and he's still dining out on the allende getting killed fucking in the 70s by the way he's Didn't still I mean, like, getting yeah. interviews about it <laughs> according yeah. to allende's doctor he killed himself true so did hitler right again yeah. it's all part of this damn narrative and it it, it bothers me 
I haven't heard anybody say that Allende, in whatever my... I don't even know what my sources were, but I haven't heard anybody say that Allende was murdered. They, I've only heard that... Uh, I've heard some people say uh, it's unclear whether he killed himself or whether he was murdered, and I've heard... But I, I've literally heard his own doctor say, yeah. I, it was an AK. It was an AK-47, which means yeah. that um, it would be, it, it, you know. It exploded it, his head and I right. took his pulse. Yeah. 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 Was before, I mean, these things happen, right? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> right. Well, so, I mean, I, I get, I, it does seem a bit of a faggot move to shoot. You know, to say, yeah, oh, I'm going to stand here. You're going to have to riddle my body with bullets. But he just did it himself. <laughs> But that's probably just he thought. Probably th- maybe just thought. Well, I bet nobody will ever you believe know, I killed myself because I'm such. A it, it, it's like yeah, it's like the forty dead babies that Ben Shapiro tweeted, sure, yeah. right? And then we had that amazing AI image. Mm. It's really good propaganda, right? Because people do, when well, when people hear can I pause you that forty act, be- the forty dead babies that Ben Shapiro tweeted about that was really bad propaganda that nobody yeah. fell for. So let's just clarify that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, nobody on our side. No, no, you, I, no I, I'm sorry. I talked to normies. They don't believe it. They hate Israel. Normies hate Israel, and that's like a big change. Uh, no, there's plenty. Look, you, you, my, my continuously suspended Twitter accounts indicate otherwise. I'm always yeah. You're online. I get what you're back. saying. You're extremely no. online, obviously. But I'm saying in real I'm life, I'm not extremely online. <laughs> I'm not extremely online. I haven't had a Twitter account in like in, in three in three months, dude. I'm I'm the most social person, you know, in fact, every, like I go between three different states and I see people, I interact with different assignments interstate. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Listen, I'm, I'm a New Yorker who's in Texas and I got friends everywhere. Okay. I'm a popular person. We got guys all over the place. (laughs) Maybe you do. That's why you're trying to study the good name of Augusto, but yeah, sure. People love Israel. Um, well, People I was going to say, though, okay, so, okay, great. So he's this base Chad, total throw out the kikes and uh, race war now. Um, and But also he's doing what is just so obviously an MK Ultra branch of Chil- Chili branch. Uh, where they literally had like a black site where they tortured people and did bizarre um, LSD um, inspired LSD um you know interrogations and stuff that's just textbook cia stuff yeah. also um it was uh the it, uh, after pinochet left office it was revealed later that they were he was literally using a 1950s era uh cia mk ultra handbook for uh torture um mm-hmm. that uh yeah i uh it just seems to me like he was really just doing Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're so riddled through with reading about it. We're so well read on uh, American Ultra, torture yeah. and stuff like that that it, it's like, yeah, MK Ultra torture. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, look, there, there's I heard some uh, on some BBC thing. So we say, oh yeah, they put a they. they I, I was in prison with a woman who said they put a rat in her cunt, right? <laughs> but. Abu Ghraib, bro. This shit, yeah. like the, also these people, Ultra. Yeah, these people are just the the. It, it isn't what you do; it's what you say you're doing it for, isn't it? That's what that's what matters. And like, 
I, I said about a year ago when, with regard to Ukraine, I don't think they would care if Russia controlled all of Ukraine. If they could convince everybody. If it didn't say that on the TV, if it said that, no, it's all NATO now, then they'd be happy. If it, As long as it... And I think and they're I, almost to the point with the media that the media could just say that and, and a lot of people would... Be, you know, most, enough people would believe it to keep them happy. I mean, it's... it's but and yet that doesn't that doesn't make them take the boot off the neck whatsoever does it it's like it's like with this modern monetary theory environment that we find ourselves in now they don't have to tax us at all if they're going to print that much money but they yet they still do because they want to they want us to be yeah the, the immiseration of the of the populace is an actual value yeah that they're that they're pursuing and 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 Maybe maybe Pinochet wasn't doing that, or maybe he was trying to minimise it or whatever. But it's knowing. So, it's like, like in, so in do, you, do you guys know what what Pinochet got when he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be friends with you, right, yeah. Israel." But meanwhile, he cultivated how many relationships with Arab states on the DL? Yeah, I, I mean, but how I many missiles did he get? Well, right, right, right. So, so. I, I think one of you said, um, well, Pinochet was awful because he used the same tactic. I don't think we use I the mean, word like, awful. I don't use the word awful. Like in, well, <laughs> le- sh- sure. Let me just, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it because I don't have a time machine to quote you directly. Okay. But, yeah. you know, it was along that sentiment. Oh, well, you know, he was using the same tactics. Yeah, it's called the paper fucking process. Why wouldn't you use the same tactics? Man, I wish I was Israel. I wish the power I process would. is I, like I, surviving. Do in- the same thing. Hold on a second. I would do the same thing that Israel is doing before my people that's the problem right because they are manipulative they are evil and they are awful and they can stronghold that's why we hate them because we are not manipulative awful people who can stronghold now if i had that power of course i would you know um cultivate it for good for my people my outcomes right extreme right leaning principles but people would say the same thing about me as they do about pinochet they already do because I believe, right, I say you can't, people cannot be left to their own, you know, devices. People cannot be free to do whatever the hell they want. They need structure. They need a paradigm. And they need a strategy. And the problem is, just like all children, they don't want that. Pinochet recognized that this is what I need to do. He looked at the landscape in Latin America, right? He said, okay, I see that the CIA is moving in on Argentina because it was super, super anti-Semitic. You remember that? And he goes, okay, I'm not going to make it that anti-Semitic because I don't want to be on the radar. And if I'm not on the radar, I can get all this really cool shit, tanks, missiles, um, helicopters, everything else under the uh, army sun, right? Things that I don't even know, Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, um, and I can't name, right? All, 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 the, all, the good gar- all the good guns, all the good arms, everything. He goes, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to have them think that I'm going to align with them. But sure. meanwhile, right, what, I think it was something like Yom Kippur happened, and there was some sort of coup. Yes, the and Yom Kippur like, oh war, my right. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, why did you do that? And there was more strained relations. It's kind of the underpinning of I'm going to use someone to get what I want until I need to sever relations because I got what I needed from them. And if I go forward with this relationship, I'm going to suffer. Right. 
there is a point on every single diagram. If you look at it mathematically, right, on that parabola, before things go down, that's when you sever. That's when you create a coup, right? So, that's when you reinvent who you are. What's, so we're talking about uh, nationalism here as though it's like the, uh, like mm -hmm. it's a, a, if not the ultimate, a very high right-wing value. And yet it's a 19th century invention, more or less. And how is that a 19th century invention? Because nationalism? The, the, yeah, because like they they only the, the, the like the, the monarchs state, were globalists. Yeah, the like the nation they married the each other Empire and made alliances was, and shit. was what came before that. And so like Germany wasn't a nation until the 19th century. There was no nation state of Germany or Italy. Uh, basically, in Europe, you had France, the Netherlands. Uh, you, you, you had your communities. Well, that's why in the 1800s you had your uber socialists. And it's sure, not yeah, socialism, yeah. you know, the way that the, again, once again, like the left kind of conflated that term. Um, the, the point I was trying to get to was. The, like, they, they were nationalists. But like my point, and this is always my objection to sort of right wing, sort of extreme right wing philosophies is like i mean i i is nationalism more important than christianity i think so i don't right. think christianity gives you a carte blanche to do whatever the hell you want right and so many well, people no, no, will corrupt the message if you have one giant conglomerate that's it's going to pollute well, no, because you have the Germans, you have like the French, you have the Russians people. I mean, it's still a pretty big conglomerate, but it's still a smaller conglomerate than um, um, than Christianity. And don't forget, Russians when are you like, have Christianity is like such an, a fundamental part of the Russian character that I don't yeah. think they're divorceable. Orthodox Christianity is like such a fundamental aspect of the, the people, the nation of Russia. I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. And Napoleon I'm was there. based too. I mean, and I, and I'm from there. I have family there. Right. I, okay. I I don't know what to tell you. Like, if if you want to argue with me on on things that you know, a lot of the things I've know, noticed that you say are like unfalsifiable. Like, there's no way. There's no like. It's always like some I mean, like, some unseen so, so explanation that because of the way that history works, we'll never be able to see the real truth. Ergo, you're no. right. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that, but there is a process. And if you can distill the process, you can see the truth. But I'm going to say, I don't think the character of Orthodox Christianity is um, is so intertwined with Russia, right? Um, is there some sort it's of part of the language? The reason why the language is what it is is because it has Greek origins that were brought there from the Byzantine yes. Empire and the Actually, Orthodox Church. Actually, they were brought in by the Bulgarians, not the Greeks. Um. Actually, thank you for telling me. I. I yeah. Regardless. Um. Okay. Fine. Bulgarian I guess I'm wrong. I guess you're right. Fuck. Well, fuck Christ. Greece, Christ. Another, Greece is another thing that wasn't a country until. <laughs> yeah. Christianity created until the Greece. Century. Yeah. Also. Yeah. It was a Greek nation. Uh. That was based off of their their flag was a cross. Still is. Um, yeah. And also the idea of Greek people in general is sort of a invention of Christianity as well. Um. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, I don't know. It's just very. Uh, do you guys? 
Do you guys but, think that Christianity... The link between uh, Chile and Greece, of course, is our hero, Sir Thomas Cochran. Bassedest English Nine guy that ever was. Dundonald, yeah, well, Scottish. <laughs> British guy ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Um, Wait. You disabused me of the notion that... Uh, that he had a Scottish accent, though, so I never think of him as as Scottish. I, it's fun to think of him as a Scottish yeah. accent. Though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so was he Scottish? Water. He was. Yeah, he was Scottish nobility, so he probably wouldn't have had a Scottish accent, though. Yeah, he, he was. He he was uh, ninth Earl of Dundonald, and he was kind of a. He was a naval officer in the sort of Napoleonic era, and it. it it wouldn't. I, it, I, th- I think I prefer him to Nelson as a as a. Yeah. He just never got the promotion because he was a sort of. Because well, he f- pissed off the Rothschilds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they fr- they Can't framed him. They framed him for uh, securities fraud, and he had to go and become the head of the Chilean Navy. And uh, he's 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 one of Chile's biggest national heroes. Uh, he's buried in Westminster Abbey in London, and the. Chilean government comes and pays its respects to him every year on their Independence Day because he won Chile's independence for it. Yeah. Beautiful. By being a fucking Chad. Yeah. But then it, but then what happened? Obviously, he's dealing with Spaniards. So it all went to absolute shit. It always shit goes to shit, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. He went, then he went to Brazil, got fucked over My, by those Spaniards. Actually, and then went to Greece and got fucked over by those Spaniards. Yeah, true. Got fucked over by Egypt too, right? No, the Greeks. Yeah, yeah, no, the Greeks, the Greeks ended yeah. up fucking him, yeah. Um, I, so, Russians okay. saved him, though. My, I, again, so again, I, I didn't realize that I was going to uh, be up against um, someone who was so dedicated to the to the the yeah. reputation of Augusto Pinochet. My take uh, that I had planned all along was whether or not um, Pinochet was an authentic nationalist who uh, truly did want uh, the um, the best for his people or whatever. I think uh, this. Uh, this, as all of these sort of experiments in right-wing nationalist governments in South America and also in Europe in, 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 in certain instances, but um, there's a tendency among Latin people, by which I mean all of the Latin people. Uh, uh, the for, Gauls. Yeah, the Gauls, <laughs> even, you may even yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Um, to... Just sort of slide into a sort of learned um, sort of uh, corruption, not corruption like on the take, not corruption like people are like corrupt, but I mean like people end up being on the take. Um, And that is definitely what happened in Argentina. Argentina, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Who was the, uh, had the the wife in the glass box? Peron. Peron, yeah, Peronism. Um, Again, I'm, I, like Augusto Pinochet, I would like to, I'd be happy to give the guy um, the benefit of the doubt as to what his intentions were, but I feel like it's just like the overall culture of Hispanics is to start taking money out of the till. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's evidenced by the fact that, you know, Pinochet 
um, at the end of his life, he had a bunch of money stashed away in like a CIA bank in Washington D.C. <laughs> and uh, hold on, was it was it a CIA bank because they tried to freeze all of his assets and they couldn't do so? And the reason that he was able to kind of like jump around is because he had friends in really high places, but he also knew that he wasn't supposed to, like he didn't want to be in bed with the CIA um, and he knew how to evade that. So when they froze his assets and he couldn't, because remember he escaped to Spain and then Spain wanted to like extradite him because um, they kind of changed their minds. So they're like, we're going to give you safe haven. And they're like, no, never mind. We got money. <laughs> you no longer get a safe haven. So yeah. that's, that's uh, I don't know if it was a CIA bank. Yeah, Riggs, I mean, the, Riggs the whole, bank. Let's see. I'm on the, the wiki the page right of now. Franco's death probably didn't work out too well for. Yeah. Augusto. Yep. So Spain is interesting because a lot of the quote unquote monarchs um, fled to Spain to avoid communist persecution. Yeah. That happened. I know that happened. Well, it's got, they've with, got nice uh, weather and ham. Well, well, sure, but you know, you think Spain would fall, but there you—they used to be. I don't know. They well, it did, didn't it? Stronghold. Well, Fra yeah, eventually. Frankos it pretty quick. And then it fell again after his death, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I know I what mean, happened this with is a, Greece. This is, a, this is the problem with right-wing nationalism: is that it, it it never works, does it? It doesn't stick. It, no, so, it, 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 it. Here's the thing: because people are so swayed with like, you know, the shiny things that the left provides, they will abandon their principles. Sure. That's what we see. Well, and it's not that it doesn't work. Ah, see, the right used to have principles and the people with principles are still right. I but, consider myself very right. I consider myself, uh, you know, I, I, I've never had a job where I'm like, I'm not doing something or I am doing something but, that I'm yeah, embarrassed you, about you did, you, or, or, or doesn't go towards my beliefs. But you, right? You, if you say, I hate the state and the Fed and the this and the that, but you work for yeah. Vox Magazine, guess what? You're a leftist. You're promoting their cause. Oh, sure. But on the other hand, if we say, this is my, my I mean, I, I, I'm not a, an opponent. I mean, I'm not an apologist for leftists. I, I, I kind of, I think the sort of class delineation makes a lot more sense than the, than a lot of other delineations that are floating around. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, you know, if you say, oh, well, we hate Zionists because they do this and they do that or whatever. So we, we've got to do this and do that, that they do. Otherwise we're not going to win. Well, it, I, I'm not on board with that because like if you have to become what you what you hate and despise to win is it worth winning i mean to, yeah absolutely because you're winning that's the but, thing you're not but, going to win yeah but here, if you, here, if here's you, that's why but there's at that point if you have to become what you despise to win you by definition no 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 you don't you don't become what principles. you despise no no you don't forsake your principles war is war Right. You have to be as astute, underhanded and rigorous as possible to win. Well, that's what right? the Zionists the, are doing. Right. That's why they're winning. The right is saying, ah, uh, you know, I'm going to sit back and like criticize women in society. Right. That that's a very 
you know, Christian trope nowadays sponsored by the Manosphere, which is J-sponsored. More and more, I, I, I really think that Christianity is almost a Jewish psyop yeah, with the way people wait. are behaving. The problem is that instead of becoming a cohesive society, which is what the right principles or right-leaning principles have, mm-hmm. have always advocated us, us to be, right? Which is why I say I think nationalism, right, with spirituality and religion as kind of like a secondary or like a co, um, co-feature co need to be highlighted. Instead, we have this like individualism and everyone is a snowflake collective, which is why the left is winning because everyone is angry because they're misunderstood or right. everyone wants a certain outcome. The problem is you either, right. And this is, it's so funny because it's kind of like reverse polarity when you look at it in the social context and perspective, right? If you want your society to win, you have to see things in kind of an aggregate. And the left is like, no, we need to be individuals. And that's how they kind of ironically become their own aggregate for degeneracy because every opinion is valid and everyone deserves ABC. It doesn't work like that, right? You kind of dismantle the notion of natural hierarchy this way. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not making the point that uh, being a leftist is good. I, I, I'm, I just, I'm just saying that, like, I, I don't. This is like, like I posed a question earlier. What about Christianity? Like, well, if you if you're going to s- s- subjugate uh, faith to nationalism, then I would say that is. I mean. How? Why did nationalism propagate itself all over the world in the 19th century? Was it because the world was moving to the right? It was actually I, I, like was because, part of liberalism. It was like p- p- yeah. went kind of hand in hand with liberalism. Actually, it was kind of nationalism was like an expression of individual liberalism. Actually, individualist liberalism at the time sure. of the 1800s and sort of uh, the specifically the German nation state. Um, you could really make the case, like I said before, maybe I'm... Well, it was it was to replace monarchies, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, it was a big part of what Napoleon was doing also. Yeah. Uh, it was enshrining all those, like, sort of secularist, um, uh, you know... Um, you know, remember the... Remember they did all... They, they did away is- with the, the calendar and stuff, and... That's Thermidor. That's something that Napoleon did not support and back. Okay. That was right. You, yeah, you that's think right. That was, the, that was yeah, the, that was uh, the other guy. Yeah, that that was yeah. the revolution, dude. Yeah. But no. yeah, I mean, well, there was a, the whole French Revolution thing was very uh, um, like it stuttered, so, didn't it? It, it? There was several different constitutions. Yeah, it was several different revolutions, actually. Yeah. So nationalism and fascism go hand in hand for me. I don't know if you guys well, would they agree literally with do. that. Yeah, because like, like, yes. That's and then that's not fascism until they invented nationalism. That's again, I don't I don't think that's true. I think we had to kind of have a reawakening to go to the roots because of the liberalism that we kind of had to endure, which always happens when the cycle of um, revolution happens. Right. It's very Spanglerian in thought. You have to kind of return to tradition. Nationalism was the concept around the ancient Greeks. It was the most nationalistic of the people. Nationalism in, well, they had six you know, states. 
that was you think they weren't nationalistic about but what's their the difference between one state? what racially speaking so i assume you have race as a major component of your nationalism right yes yes or no well then what's yes. the difference between an athenian and a spartan in terms of race there's none in ter- hold on a sec are you asking me I'm what asked, i maybe we don't know anthropologically speaking but um i would I fail to see a big difference, racially speaking, between a Macedonian and a Athenian or a, or a they would Spartan. Cut you for that. What's that? They would cut you for that. If okay. you say that to a Macedonian, they would cut you for that. Okay. So they're like, right. well, they're yeah. wrong though. They're they're all hairy. <laughs> no, no. They're all hairy, <laughs> diminutive. No, 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 no. They're not. Um, they're like, right. well, Alexander the Great was. Macedonian, right? And green eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was yeah he but was yeah, Macedonian. But the, ancient, and, the, but the ancient Greek race no longer exists. Right, like, but the, but I'm the just people saying people live there now are Turks. Actually, <laughs> people live in Germany are yeah. Turks too. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to be Africans though. Yeah. Yeah, but if you if you told um, someone from ancient Greece like a Spartan and an Athenian, bro, you guys are the same. They would say, fuck you. And they would probably like yeah, battle no you. The The only time they united was to fight what they considered, you know, like the lesser people, <laughs> the brown people, right? Yeah. Um, look, where, look where they ended up. Well, oh, right. But you have the Peloponnese, the you know, you have the Peloponnesian wars, right? That that also kind of goes Dennis with Miller, like civilization. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but 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 that's kind of like that's a natural progression. Like we, right? You you used to have like you know um, the Rus and everything kind of conflated over there in in Eastern Europe, and like nowadays Russian Russians come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, accents, and looks, right? Because sure, yeah, there are many different you know, races in the right, Federation. Right, right. Well, because of all the, you know, um, intermingling, and to me, that is very much a leftist thing, right? Yes, you conquer, but you pollute your own bloodline while doing so. Sure. Yes, that's that that's a leftist thing. But people were always very proud to be a was, certain, you know, from or hail from a certain country or be was of a Genghis certain Khan nation the or leftist? be of a certain rank. That's you know what with what he did, I'm just saying there were parts of him that were very leftist as as well, wonderful did, did, of a general. Did invent paper money. Did invent yeah. paper money. Sure, yeah. okay. You know, there's yeah. an argument yeah, to be made, made from that, that direction. Well. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, I, I I've heard a lot of these sort of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I prefer nationalism to globalism. Of course. Uh, uh, but I, I think that if you don't have any principles underlying it, nationalism, uh, as well, that's uh, by that, reason, that's I mean true. Christian principles. I, I don't, I, I don't see the point of it because it's just basically it's just it's just oh you've got to vote for the you just got to get the right people in and it'll be all right. You've got to have the, the sure. right people in charge of the CIA and then everything will be fine. Well, I wouldn't say the CIA because I don't think that could ever be fine. But right when well, it's the same you know, that all all these all, all these regimes that we're talking about have something analogous to the CIA. Dina um, was, was the Pinochet. Yeah, and 
it, but it, and it's like, oh well, yeah, but it's that one's fine because it, it's got the right people in charge. But that may be true for a year or two, but it's gonna the, these things take on a life of their own. And of course, they that, do. That that's why. I mean, I, that isn't really why I think that it's important to to have a foundation, a really meaningful foundation that you take seriously yes. as Christian values. I don't. I don't think that's why. I think you have you have to have that because uh, Jesus Christ died for our sins. But in practical terms, if we if if we're just going to kick our Christianity to, to the curb to win, I don't see where that really gets us any better off than we were before. Should should the Crusades never have happened in your? idea in your mind then? I don't know. Your ideas. Yet. We, we haven't done an episode of the Crusades. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> we should do an episode on the Crusades. I had no idea. I'd love to do an episode on the Crusades. But putting that aside, but, did mean, you guys do an episode on the Pel- nationalistic? That was pretty globalistic. Yeah. That that was under right the uh Pope's. that was for right. That was for religion. That was for Christ. Yeah. So well no it was actually not- in reality it was for people to make a lot of money by plundering other countries. Yes. Right. Right. They used, wars, they used, wars. They yes, used yes, yes. the veneer of Christianity to justify a nakedly avaristic um, geopolitical. Many, right. Group. Many such cases. And then, you know, you, you're, you're kind of on the trajectory I mean, of yeah, Christianity for... has never been tried. You know what I mean? That's just not how it works. That's why you need, going back or <laughs> cycling circling back <laughs> to our initial conversation and how we opened the show it's what kind of hopper writes about that's why you need your contingent communities and your adjacent communities because yeah, that's how you can kind of have quality control that's the only way to do it and that's that was the prototypical community in the past that's why it worked sure yeah but that, that, so but I mean, so I don't. I don't really have a great idea of what society was like before feudalism. Like so, in mm-hmm. England, for instance, up until 1066, we didn't even have feudalism. It was kind of like these uh, naturally arising communities, and I mean, there were five different kingdoms in England. Yeah, they fought. They fought yeah. a lot, but they didn't like fight. On this, on an industrial scale, right, right. It's like we did the, when we when we covered the Haitian Revolution. It's like the the problem. It's like industrial slavery as opposed to traditional slavery. Right, not the same thing at all. <laughs> you know, and it's almost like a, 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 a under the under the feudal system, the for a, for a baron or whatever to have military power he had to have the support of his his uh, tenantry or whatever whatever you call it because they had to sh- they had to show up and fight for him and they d- didn't have this sort of secret police apparatus at that level to enforce compliance people had to I, it seems to me like there was a lot more like sort of biblical era slavery, it was a lot more of a voluntary arrangement than what we think of mm-hmm. it in this post-industrial world. 
Yep. Where sort of the industrialization of slavery and war were absolutely disastrous for mankind, to coin a phrase. But so I'm kind of getting, I'm getting into, I'm getting out of my depth in talking about things that I don't really know anything about. But it's just, I'm just like, I'm just like, who owns the slave ships? I'm all this to say, I'm not convinced that nationalism is going to save us or that it's a traditional value that right wingers ought to cling to. I, it's, I, um, so you don't think like it the, is the, the what, nations what, as they what, exist now w- weren't created as some kind of right wing value, they were created as a liberal project. Um, in order to sort of validate the idea of democracy, I. Okay, yes, democracy is bad and evil, but we still cling on to old-timey tradition, right? Like Christianity. That Yeah. Well, then then say paganism because we were around before there was the merger of paganism, yeah. I mean, right? Paganism gave rise to Christianity, a proto-pagan Europe. Let's let's go there. You have good values and you have bad values. And I think we can recognize what good and bad are. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, that's subjective. I mean, if you murder someone in cold blood, that's not exactly a good value. What about burning wives when their husbands die? A very Christian value. I don't think it's great. No, that was pagan. That was the Gauls. (laughs) No, no, that that, that was also very Christian. No. Yeah. No. No. It's in yeah. Caesar's account of the Gauls. It was also very Christian. Don't tell me that didn't happen. All right. Shit, man. Like, I don't know. this is know, not usually how the really, show goes. Usually they, I get to say my opinion on the show without being like, no, getting thrown at me. Awesome. I, right, but I can say my, well, I can give you a fact too. The, the bottom line is people can? are awful, right? People are awful. And, In order to preserve and save society, I think the first step we have to do and we have to make is is nationalism. Right. It's and like I said, I am a big fan of the doctrine of fascism. People are are awful. So people are awful. So that's why we should put all of our trust into one person or one group of people and trust that they never break our trust. Hold on. on. Let me let me finish. Right. Because that's definitely not where I was going. So the doctrine of fascism says you need two components or there are two components of, I guess, let's call it proper living or living a better life. Right. And you have to dwell not only in the realms of, you know, the here and now, but they don't describe it in very materialistic terms at all. In fact, it's yes, you're an individual, but give rise to your community, give rise to your spirituality. And I definitely agree with that. You know, you need to go to church, go to church. Um, You need to listen to God and and follow the, you know, the teachings of Jesus, go ahead and do that. But by your own standards, then if we just use one person and one, I guess, interpreted path to salvation, it's going to be corrupt. And we saw that with Cyril. Yeah. With the, with the slaughter of Hypatia, you know, um, the thing is, in order to save and preserve society, we do need to return to tradition. I will say in some areas that does look like Christian values. In other areas, it will be good values. I don't care. I, you know, to me, that's that's just semantics. But when you follow 
kind of strict rule observance, that's when you kind of tend to create a better society. When you say, well, I don't think nationalism is good. Well, it's the only thing I didn't say that, that for puts. I, no, he did. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, when you when you push to the you know to the right enough and you kind of have to be, you know, you have to be austere in your approach. Once you resolve, I guess, the banes and the problems of society. And again, like this is this is called building a, a high trust society. I'm all about that. I'm trying to do that. I'm the first one that says we need to do it. Um, I try to meet all of my Twitter friends and all my Facebook friends and any friends I have on social media, provided they're not fucking crazy. You know, there is a vetting process. But creating those groups with similar ideologies, similar principles, similar practices is the only way we're going to do that. And I don't see, you know, the Weimar degeneracy fixing that. I see something like, you know, a Mussolini fixing that. I see something with, again, rules a rubric, a metric fixing that. And to me, that is what nationalism looks like. Cool. Well, I mean, I guess you're focused on saving society, which is something that I never even considered. So that's probably... What is your focus? Uh, raising his children. Raising my kids, yeah. Okay, that's... wonderful. You want to raise your kids with good values. I love that. Where are they going to live? Are they not going to live in the society? Well, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I think you, whatever you, you do, you'll only make it worse. I I can't. I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I I I hang around with like I homeschool my daughter, and we, you know, we hang around with like-minded people. We do, you know, we live in our own little community that we made. But yeah, it, it could See? all it could all be destroyed tomorrow. We could all get arrested and sent to the gulag because sure. oh, god damn it the wrong people are running the mi5 but there's not i don't think there's anything i can do about that so it just is what it is sure but you know you can keep persevering and you can keep getting bigger and bigger right you can sure. i mean again yeah, that doesn't rely on nationalism the, well it's okay it, it's a type of nationalism right you're it, it's Look, I'm not, a communityism I, Coming, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I'm, right, not, but I'm not but, like... But that falls under the paradigm of nationalism, and that's kind of where I was going with my city-state argument. Right, Just because sure, it's yeah, not yeah. called nationalism doesn't mean it's not. doesn't mean that the underlying principles, foundations, etc. of that ideology are not present. And and I think it's beautiful. I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think the only way we will get there, right, is kind of by doing what you're doing with, you know, having like little adjacent communities populated amongst us that reflect our values. Yeah, I mean, we can still do it for now and just make the most of it. How old are uh, you your know, kids? Oldest one's 30, the youngest one's nine. Aw, it's, it's a good age to homeschool them. Yeah. So is there anything you like to promote? <laughs> um, actually, yes. Um, so... My co-founder, Rachel, and I have been working on a project. Rachel. Yes. Um, <laughs> you might you might know her. She's Office of Existential Management on Twitter. No. Nope. I'm not very okay. online. We're not, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big Twitter guy. Um, 
Are you guys ever in Texas for Childerberg? No. No, I'm from a, ah, damn I'm, it. I'm a Yankee. Whipple. Yeah, I also don't travel because I'm poor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, if, if you ever find yourself in Texas around May, do come to Childerberg. But anyway, my uh, my friend Rachel, my co-founder, my best friend, and I, um, we do want to save society. Um, and our startup is called the Underground Cotillion. And right. we've been at this. Um, it's pretty much a matchmaking service for right-leaning um, people that right. will promote community and self-improvement. And the end goal is to overtake local politics. And the only way you do that is if you repair relations in your own communities and especially amongst the sexes. A, a racist dating site. Uh, Whitepeoplemeet.com. Sure, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Great and idea. especially, yeah. Um, I've, I've worked as a consultant. I've created my own frameworks of pairing and it's worked wonderfully on a corporate level. And I'm sure it could work wonderfully on a romantic level. Um, I've set many friends up um, and I've done a great job because they're still together. But also it requires, I guess, certain understanding of how they've so set you up know, a lot of people that called you friend um yeah i'm yeah, doing bits up, folks i'm dated. doing bits <laughs> just yeah. trying to do something here <laughs> um you know women are very very scarce in the liberty and right-leaning spaces and we recognize the that, women but, i like date I said, have lots of scars <laughs> oh, oh. well, maybe, maybe you should inquire within. We'll find, we'll find a good one for I'm you. I'm married. I was just, I, again, I'm doing bits. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're married. That's awesome. Me too. That's wonderful to hear. Not a Me lot too. of people have that advantage and that luxury. It is a luxury. Which I find really it's, sad. It's tough out there, guys. So what? What's it really the, is. What, yeah. What's, what's the, the website? What's the call to action on this on this cotillion? Um. So we we have kind of a fundraiser. Um, it's a Gibson Go. I'll send you guys the link. I'll put it and in the description. Thank you. And we are looking for um, investors and and funds so we can kind of get this project off the ground. Sweet, righteous. Well, it sounds Thank like you guys sort of like um, the opposite of J date. It sounds great. <laughs> goydate.net so so part of it i mean we have to start somewhere and the reason we're starting with matchmaking is is because like you know makes sense between men and women but then the next step is right the next step is building community because i hear so many i hear well sure breeding because you need kind of to foster for the next generation but i hear I hear so many people say, I don't have friends. I don't know how to homeschool my kid and not have them lonely. So yeah. when you create friendship and community and community building, and then, you know, I plan to offer self-improvement classes in terms of financial literacy, like budgeting, investing, so on and so forth. Because if you want to get ahead of the game, you can't do it, you know, on good. You're going to be the, um, to good the Tom alone. Woods of fascism. <laughs> hopefully we actually get to do something yeah. um but yeah you know this is no, the cotillion like cruise 2025 yeah. <laughs> i'll have you guys host it yeah 
Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll do the uh, opening ceremony. That would be awesome in a Scottish accent. Hey. <laughs> obviously, obviously going to do it on a ship. I'll be Thomas Cochrane. We'll get. Uh, yes. You have to book Sherry Papini as well. Uh, yeah. Me and I'll put. Are you gonna, you're going to push her? Are you going to rather you're going to hold her up at the the bow of the ship, sort of like a yeah. uh, Titanic? No, do it. We'll do it in the ballroom. We'll do dirty dancing skit. Yeah. There you go. That's even better. <laughs> That's even better. And, and uh, my, my telescope will slowly extend. Very slowly. And <laughs> not far either. All right. com. Find us wherever you find podcasts. Also, BitChute, Aww. Odyssey, Rumble, and Rockfin. Did I say Odyssey? Yeah, I did. www.rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com. Slash History Homos. Get our bonus content. Please support us. We are poor. We can never make it to Texas if you don't support us on Rockfin, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd love to go to Texas. I've never been. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so um, go. F- we got bonus content on there weekly, every Thursday. Come hit that up. It's a uh, humorous podcast in which we say uh, let's naughty- raise and rope bronco. <laughs> And uh, yeah, go, join our Telegram group, t.me slash history homos, t.me slash history homos chat, and die with dignity. William, is there anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Uh, vive la revolution. Ha oh, ha, later homos. <laughs>